Hello, welcome to Soul Led, a podcast dedicated to the evolution of your soul and the development of your spiritual gifts. I am Nikki Novo, your spiritual mentor, a fiery Latina, mom of three, and a lover of all things intuitive. You're here because you're meant to be here. So let's do this. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Soul Led. Today we have many people's favorites. I'm just speaking into her Leo self, so I'm just going to like go <laughs> off for it. But you're one of my faves, a fave of the community. We are welcoming Zena. I mean, I don't even need to say your last name because it's just Zena. Everybody knows Zena. Welcome, Zena, to the show. Thank you. It's um, Beyonce energy with the first name only. I love it. Um, Zena, in case you don't know her, is a soul mentor, but she's also a Reiki master, a former clinical therapist. She blends psychology with her intuitive and healing gifts to create a grounded and warm container for transformation. She helps you heal blocks, limiting you from your highest potential, feel more connected and safe in your body and guides you home to yourself. I agree with all that, Zena. It is very true. um, I've had my own healing with Zena, I feel like just through talks and just by by being your friend and being around you, Zena. So you are just a natural healer. I love I love it. Thank you. So we're going to talk about healing today. Um, you know, I think for me, I wasn't, when I got into this work, I wasn't interested in the healing work. I was more, I, I was actually looking for like perfectionism, Zena. I don't know if you've heard me talk about this before, but I thought, I remember learning like about self-development, like personal development and uh, the mind stuff and all this stuff. And I was like, wait a second, like I can just fix things within me, become perfect and then like become loved. That was kind of my, I didn't even use the word healing at all. I just, I was, I was thinking more like I was like hacking myself to be mm-hmm. superhuman and to be whatever. And then later I learned the process of healing and kind of, oh, I was like, oh, that's what I was really looking for. I just didn't know that that's what I was looking for. But nobody like really wants to do healing. I mean, do, does anybody really want to get into healing? I think that there's I don't many, think so, no. No, right? Like I think there's many reasons. Um, I think there's a part of us too that knows that when we start to heal things, um, other things in our lives will start to fall apart and we'll lose uh, people that we love and maybe have to change careers and so much things, like so many things change. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's a, that's a big fear. So why does this healing thing doesn't sound good? Doesn't like, it, I'm not sold. <laughs> Um, And for you, that that's kind of like all the work you do is to support people through their transformation. Why should we even care? You know, it's so funny because, so I texted you this morning saying, should I put makeup on? Like, is the video going to be on? Like my Leo self wants to know. And I thought, I was like, oh, this is a perfect example. Like it's funny and little of what like embracing who you are and like what could be a shadow can look like. Like it's such, I could have been like riddled with shame that I was even asking about like my personal appearance or whatever on the Zoom. And instead it's like, I can fully embrace and be like, that is totally who I am. And I don't need to hide that. And like, and I think that is one of the fun parts of healing is the freedom to like, you, you aren't riddled with shame or second guessing things. I mean, sometimes it comes up, but it really just creates so much freedom to move through your life through many roller coasters and ups and downs <laughs> of the healing process. That's kind of the end. Not that there's an end result, but that is a reward of all the hard stuff. 
Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that, Dina. That's so true. Like, um, I get that a lot. Like people will be like, how do you, you move through hard things and you look like you're doing it with so much ease. And I've never really had an answer for that, but that makes a sense. Like, it's almost like, well, as you do your healing, there's just a level of self-love that is developed, mm-hmm. um, a, a level of like self-mothering that like you develop that you're able to have your own, um, to hold yourself through like anything that you go through and to not shame or blame. So it's like being able to live life. It doesn't take any of the hard stuff away because hard stuff is still going to happen. Um, like having to be on zoom, you know, but, um, you get to, uh, move through it with a little, with like more flow and more, more ease is basically like what we're, what we're looking for. So it's not perfectionism, which is what I thought we were looking for in the beginning. I think that's the entryway for a lot of people that, um, there may be like a feeling of brokenness or like something is wrong with me. Let me do self-development to fix that. Mm -hmm. And I hope through our work and the messages that we share that, that people realize that that's not what we're reaching for. But I do think that's the entry. Unfortunately, I think I probably, I'm sure I started that way also. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I mean, I think, that's why when I did dating work, it like worked so well because it was like, oh, I, there's obviously something broken with me that I cannot mm. attract a partner. There must be something off with me. Um, and, you know, it's like whatever gets you into the work gets you into the work and that's just fine. And yeah. uh, probably we're just like not at the level to understand, you know, what, what's possible anyway. So that's where we were. That's where we come through. I feel like manifesting mm-hmm. is another big one that brings you into the work. Like this idea oh, yeah of um like it's either like you want to make yourself perfect or you want like to create a life that's perfect right like those are probably the two entry points mm-hmm. million percent that now that I'm thinking about it I'm like that was my entry manifestation to get all the things that I wanted that I thought would like make me happy and feel better about myself was a thousand percent how I got into this yeah, it's how you get into the work. So mm-hmm. that's so funny. And then later, you know, if you stick around long enough, you realize that that's, that ain't the truth. So, yeah. <laughs> so Zena, speaking of, so if you guys um, heard, so Zena is uh, a healer, but she also was in the psychology world for a while. And that's kind of when I met you, Zena. Um, mm-hmm. I think you were kind of you know, just going down that path. And I, I remember reading you the first time and being like, oh God, like, should I tell her now or should I tell her later um, that this is not really like the path? So you had, which I think a lot of us go through that. Like, you know, we're, uh, I remember being an editor and realizing that I wanted to write about, you know, I was this fashion and beauty editor and I wanted to write about like woo woo stuff. And I felt so much embarrassment and like shame that I wanted, you know, I, I, I was like leaving the clang. I was like, oh my gosh, all these, my friends that are, you know, working at these big companies, they're all going to think I've like lost that I'm crazy. Um, but also my heart was calling me in a new direction. So um, sounds like, you know, you had to go through something similar. How, how do we go through those times of having to leave sometimes our clang or like our community or our tribe, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, and, and be, be okay with like that judgment and that all the things that we go through when we have to switch path a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully give yourself a lot of grace, first of all. Um, I think for me, the first thing I realized was how, um, 
I was telling this to the soul teachers the other day of like how happy doing all of the manifestation stuff, doing, looking at astrology, looking at human design, like getting into all this work, how happy and like truly lit up from within I was doing that versus doing my courses for grad school. Or like if you're at a corporate job thinking that's what you need to do, like doing that. Um, There was just such a clear distinction for me that something wasn't working in what I was doing, but something else was like bringing so much joy to my life. So I always recommend of first, like seeing what you lean into. I remember like, even if I would hear someone mention like a Zodiac sign, like hear Scorpio from across the room, I'd be like, what is someone else interested in this? So like noticing where you're leaning in and then like trusting that it's possible for that to like come more in your life or be a bigger part of your life. Um, When I fully transitioned, well, one, you gave me the kind of nod that that was even a thing that I could do or there was another path available. and then to leave that world was a roller coaster of emotions of this is what I should do. This is what I paid so much money to do. This is what my family thinks I'm doing. I also had a lot of um, identity wrapped up in the label therapist. I'm sure like anyone, like a president or vice president or CEO, like all of these labels come with identity wrapped in. So the word therapist, I was like, oh, that communicates to people that I'm nice and a good person, perhaps. Like all of these things were wrapped into it. So I also like really had to let that all die away, like true ego death about what I thought that meant. Um, And then embrace like this new identity that I've been trying to cultivate for, I don't know, two years, I guess now. And I think you learn, one, I don't think people are judging us as much as we think people are judging us. Like how wrapped up we all are in our own selves. There's not that much room to think about everyone else and like start judging them on their life path because we're all pretty wrapped up in our own world. So I also trusted that people probably aren't thinking about me making this transition as much as I think they're thinking about me. Well, I just did an episode. Um, I don't know if it will run before or after our episode, but mm-hmm. with my two brothers, um, mm-hmm. and we talked about like, you know, what were you thinking about me when, when I transitioned and when I started doing this work, like, uh, did you judge me? And like, it was like, it was actually the boringest podcast episode possibly because they had nothing to say. It was like freaking mm-hmm. crickets. And I was like, so obviously this was all in my head. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. Yes. And I've been talking a lot with my group now about like tolerating being like we have to tolerate being judged and like tolerating even being misunderstood, which is a lot of the healing work, like in the body and being able to be comfortable with whatever reaction you feel. Um, But for me, it was the, the happiness I felt and like the joy I felt in most moments, lots of ups and downs in this ride, but that just totally outweighed the other option, which was to be miserable doing something that people, I thought people thought I should do. Mm -hmm. There was really no contest 
Yeah. I think that's just the tricky thing is like, even though, you know, you're like, oh, that is so gross. I don't want to do any of that. And then mm-hmm. you're like, this brings me joy. I want to do this thing. But even when you follow that thing that brings you joy in a weird way, that thing that brings you joy is like torturing you, you know, because you mm-hmm. have to, um, work through all this stuff in order to become that new version, you know, mm-hmm. um, like you're saying, like, you know, you had this identity, you were letting that identity die, which sometimes it's like almost like the easier thing because forming the new identity or forming like the new version of you, it's like, there's so many tests and, um, quest and, uh, like lessons to like leap over to like earn mm-hmm. that new spot or, you know, that new identity or something. So it's tricky. Like it is a roller coaster because, you know, even though, you know, like, this is the thing I want to do. It's like, we're not fully, we haven't fully embodied the thing that we want to be. So like that Mm -hmm. process of becoming that version of us that we want to be is painful. You know, it's just like, you're stretching so much. It's so hard. Um, I'm going through that right now. And actually one of the things you said that you were, um, that we have to tolerate like being misunderstood. We have to tolerate being judged. So one of my things is like, in order to make sure like nobody judges me or doesn't like me, I, um, try to make time for like every single person and like have Mm -hmm. conversations with every single person. But obviously as I grow, it's just not possible. Like, you know, there's Mm -hmm. so many, um, people that come my way. I'm, I feel super blessed, but at the same time, like there's just, it's just not possible for, it's not going to be possible as time goes on to, you know, to sit. And it's like, you know, is it really coming from a place that I want to take care of them? I do want to take care of them, but I think there's also Mm -hmm. such a part of me that wants to make sure they don't judge me for not taking care of them. (laughs) That Mm -hmm. makes sense. Of course. Yeah. Like, oh, she's too big now. She doesn't have time for us or something. I'm sure that might be a story. Um, I think something you said at the beginning was um, the fears we have about like what has to change to when we embody our highest selves. I think that is something we don't talk about that much. And I'm guilty of this too. I'm like, reconnect with your authentic self, like release all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And it's, that part is like relatively easy in some ways it is. Well, if I'm a person who is, um, I'm accepting my inner power and I'm using my voice, like what do I have to do now in the world? Like, oh, I have to, maybe I have to set boundaries. Like that person who is like that sets boundaries and they're careful about their time and they don't tolerate being walked all over. Like people pleasing, there is so many things that have to, change and some of it's natural and some of it is we do the embodiment process of now we have to take on the characteristics of like of a person who is empowered or embodies their highest self there is a lot of things that change and fall away when we're doing that yeah and I think that that's the law of how you do one thing how you do one thing is how you do everything so it's like this law Mm -hmm. that if I want to um I don't know, make more money, then I have to be better with my time. And like, if I'm being better with my time in this one area of life, it's like, unfortunately, that's going to show up in like other areas. And maybe I've been giving like way much too much time to my mother, who's been like taking advantage of me. And then now I realize I have to like renegotiate 
and, and you're like, how the hell did I get here? Like, I thought I was just trying to make more money. And all of a sudden you're like <laughs> negotiating boundaries with your mom that has like nothing to do with like money making, but it's that law of like how we do one thing is how we do everything. So when you start to pull one string, cause you're, you know, detangling, um, you know, whatever healing you're doing, it, uh, it ends up affecting another area of your life. And those are the scary parts, I think, because it's like, you can't put, you know, like you kind of, you might be like, Oh, well, I'm working on money. So maybe I have to make more money. Maybe I have to balance my checkbook. Like you kind of, but you have no idea that you're going to have this awkward, this awful um, standoff with your brother because, Mm -hmm. you know, he's blah, blah, blah. So those are the scary things. Or, and I see that a lot in the readings, like, you know, sometimes like seeing like, you know, how this person's walking in this direction, they're up leveling, they're ascending. And that relationship that they're in is just not going to work anymore. And those are like the scary things, like what we're going to lose and, you know, all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But from my experience, it's totally worth it. You know, um, it wasn't really until I I was okay with losing Benny that, which is my husband, um, Mm -hmm. um, I had to get to a place where I was okay with being alone. I was okay with losing him. I was okay with, um, you know, a divorced family. Like I was okay with all of that was the only time that, uh, actually like a loud space for our family to be healed. So you definitely have to get to a place where like you're neutral about um, that you're not attached. You're like, okay, like if this is the way, then this is the way. And then what a huge surprise to me that it was the opposite. Like it just made this beautiful family. I didn't have to lose anything actually. That's not the, that's not the case for everybody, but you'd be surprised um, how it could turn out. Like you really don't know how it's mm-hmm. going to turn out. So mm-hmm. can't pretend. I think you didn't lose like him or the family, but I'm sure you guys lost like dynamics that were playing out. So it's like, there's always renegotiating and like coming back to balance where like you had to step up and be the empowered one and say, here's what's happening. And that like, that's also part of the embodiment process. Yeah. And you're right. We, I did lose my relationship with that husband. Like I did lose mm-hmm. Benny. Like I did lose that relationship. I totally ended that marriage. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like and that family, like I lost all of that, but mm-hmm. it didn't mean I like lost the people or I just re- we renegotiated everything basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also creates the space for like what you actually want to come in. Or like the, yeah, the bigger version of what your family could be to fall into place. Yeah. And that's why like going back to manifesting, like that's why manifesting can be an entry point sometimes because, you know, the universe is like, absolutely. We're happy to give you all those things. I'm going to give you like that life and everything that you want, Nikki. And I'm like, all right, cool. And you get a little few hits and you start doing the lists and all this shit. And then somewhere between you forget about the list and you realize it's all this healing. But then on the other side, you're still promised the things that you were. So like that thing you were trying to manifest is like your North star, but it never, you know, it's just sometimes the walk to that is not just like visualization and like, you know, making a list. Um, yes. It really is, a, it's getting to a point that you can be an energetic match to that thing. And mm-hmm. we have so many holes in our energy sometimes that, um, you know, those things have to be looked at before we can energetically call in the thing that we want. So mm-hmm. it's all, it's all good. Speaking of energetic holes and all that kind of stuff. So you mm-hmm. work a lot with, 
chakras. Um, that's kind of like the base of it's kind of, I think we use chakras the same way as like I use them in readings, you use them in healings mm -hmm. to kind of see it's like your little like mile markers or like these little, um, so can we go through some of them and tell it, can you tell us like things to look out for? Like maybe that makes an unbalanced or a balanced chakra. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you like to start at the top? Um, yeah. I actually want to start by just sharing something that's really interesting. I've been thinking about for a while. Um, because one, I think most of us know chakras are like a very ancient system, you know, thousands, I don't know, however many years ago. Um, but it's so interesting if anyone's taken like a psych 101 class or took psychology in high school or whatever, you might remember um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And it's like a triangle and it has, you know, we need our safety and physical needs met before we can move to self-actualization. And as from the psychology standpoint, I've been comparing the charts and he basically stole the chakra system. And he gave it like, yes. no, and he probably gave it like no credit. He was no. like out here in India studying somewhere and, and yes. was like, I'm going to bring this to the new world. <laughs> exactly. So it's really, I don't know. It's like so fascinating about how the and chakras are like kind of used in psychology. Like this is kind of like what you're explaining is like, oh, this is like a Bible you know, type thing. Yeah. It basically explains that in order for us to move into self-actualization or like embodying our highest self to use like our language, certain things have to be met with first. So like the first one is like safety, which is like the root. It's mm -hmm. like safety, security, getting your physical needs met, your physical realm. And of course, like he calls it physiological needs, but like in the chakra system, it is literally the root. And then it goes on exactly like that, almost in the exact order that the chakras is. Yeah, using the same colors. No, yes, he is. <laughs> no, he really does. So I just think it's really interesting that I think sometimes um, if any, I don't think anyone who's listening to this is super skeptical of any of what we're talking about, but they're just so like they're in everything. It's just kind of crazy to look around and I'm like, this man stole the chakra system and is pretending it's a psychological, like this brilliant new discovery. And then in the I'm meantime, making all these therapists who are like witches in disguise, feeling guilty about like. Exactly. Or even just like how important our like connection to our body is and like just all of the things. It was just, That's I hilarious. just had to share because people I mean, that was an old discovery, but he stole it and it's the <laughs> chakras. So <laughs> I love it. So do you, um, so when I read, I like to start at the crown cause I'm kind of like, I'm reading the body, which is a little different. Mm -hmm. So you start at the root, which is the proper way, which is the, you know, the first chakra or do you. So when I'm doing like a healing reading style, I of course follow my teacher and do the crown first. Um, you do not I'll have like yeah, but <laughs> yes, I do usually start at the crown, so we can start there. Okay, um, I think for this one we should start at the root, though. I okay, think. Okay, so the concept. So if you don't know about chakras, and honestly, you can never know enough about chakras. I feel like I don't know if you feel mm -hmm. that, Zena. Like I, um, if if I'm ever feeling a little stale in my readings, I'll just revisit the chakras because it's like there is. Mm -hmm. 
it's like anything that you study, um, you know, when you first pick up something you're studying, it's like you have a certain level of awareness for that thing that you're studying. And then um, at some point you get really good at that state of awareness and then you want to go deeper. So I still like study the chakras over and over again. Um, so I think it's, and I love hearing other people's explanations because I learned so much from that. So if you know the chakras, well, I, I would uh, recommend just staying on just so you can hear like maybe the way we see it. Um, but for those that don't know chakras at all, where they're energy centers on the body, but they're actually like on animals and all sorts of other places too. Uh, there's a lot of chakras, but we're talking about the basic seven and we're going to start at the first chakra, which is the root chakra. And it's all the way energetically, you would find it at the base of your spine. So almost like that, like thigh gap kind of place, (laughs) almost Mm -hmm. like, you know, like maybe a little higher than that. Um, But it's almost like, uh, it's like at the very tip of the spine. Um, So what is the root chakra about? So uh, the way I understand the root is it's all about um, like our connection to the earth, um, like our physical safety, security, um, almost like our foundation. It's also like the root chakra is the first one that we develop, like, and in, as we grow up, um, I think the root is developing at like zero to two or something like that is when it's kind of the most active development hmm. developmentally. Okay. Um, so, and connection to the body. Um, when I, am reading and a lot of times I'll see the root as like as like a foundation Mm -hmm. so I can see sometimes I'll see like cracks in it and that to me is like oh they're not feeling very stable or things um maybe there's been some trauma that like caused a crack in the foundation um and the root is also like what everything else builds on top of so it's always like the more grounded and rooted we are the better everything else works also as we move up the system. Yeah. I see the root as, um, actually like roots of a tree. So, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes there's only like two roots, one on the right and the left. And that kind of also helps me see the, the family. Like mm-hmm. it might be, I might be looking at like the, the father side or the, or the mother side of somebody. Cause there's a lot of like childhood stuff and family yeah. structures, friends, um, you know, it's like your, it's your tribe. It's that very primal, like I need to be. And, um, I would say that uh, when you're healing the, the root, um, it's usually probably when you go to therapy, you know, you're trying to like rework um, some of the patterns that have been passed down to you, all that kind of stuff. And that's why it's kind of uh, difficult because it is the foundation. So like when you start to work the root, it, it really is like a little bit of a domino effect where everything else. So sometimes you can go in and like work the root and um, almost get lost in a way, because everything else is changing. Like you, there's a lot, you know, like you can change a lot when you start to, to work the, the root, um, any signs of like an imbalanced root? Mm-hmm. Um, I think anxiety is often very present if we're feeling ungrounded, um, from the root, um, like a lack mentality of like, there can never be enough, like lack of resources, lack of money, um, I feel like that's very present, just feelings of like general unsafety, like that is like bringing safety into the body is how we kind of heal that part or like maneuver that part. Um, 
Yeah. Like feeling, feeling comfortable, like being in your body. Mm -hmm. And um, if we, so to heal these centers, like, do you Mm -hmm. recommend like healings or are there certain like practices we can do Mm -hmm. without doing I recommend healings for all, but I feel like for the root, like getting into nature is like the best thing we can do ever. Um, like planting your feet, like barefoot in the grass, like actually feeling the connection um, to how you're supported on earth. Um, like walking, like activating the legs, which are connected to the root. Um that's what I'm doing right now. So obviously like I moved you guys, um, you know, this whole last year has been about moving. I'm in nature. I mean, my root is just like on fire. So, um, but I was diagnosed with arthritis in my knees when I was three. So like my family has protected like my legs and my knees so much. There's just certain things that I wasn't, that I was always kind of told like, don't squat all the way down or like, don't, you know, like, um, just oh, everything to protect the knee. Mm -hmm. which is funny because it's my right knee and I did everything possible to protect my dad, um, which is like kind of represents my energy. And now that I don't have to do any of that, like that's been the exercise that I've been doing. I've been doing like these squats all the way down, which is so silly, but it's, it's a big deal for me um, Mm -hmm. to be like, okay, I'm like working this area. Like I am strong enough. Like I don't need anybody to tell me that I have to protect these like it's my body. Like I know what I can do, what I can't. And it's to work the root chakra, like, um, a lot of leg stuff to, to yeah. you know, it's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, how cool that like your body is like, yes, you're safe now to go all the way down. Yeah. All the way down. Yeah. I'm That's- working on my, but my booty dancing guys, my, my- <laughs> Nikki's going to be twerking on her next IG video. <laughs> Yes, I'm working on my twerking skills, just so you know. So you could take the girl out of Miami, but you can't take the Miami out of the girl. Okay, Um, sacral chakra, which is orange. Mm -hmm. It's above the reproductive organs. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, What's what's your feeling about the sacral? Oh, man. My personal feelings aside, um, the sacral is like our home to, well, a lot of our emotions are there. I think... um, that's generally where they're stored and trauma can be stored and it works its way up again through the body. Um, sexuality, sensuality, define feminine, like being in, in the flow. Um, mother wound, any mother, anything, because it's our creation center. Um, creativity's there. What am I missing? Yeah, and our ability to create. Yeah, I see the root as like masculine and then I see the sacral as like, you know, as our feminine center. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the sacral. I mean, it's it's a it's a center I use a lot. Um, um, it is, you know, it's it's really that ability, you guys, to kind of look at your life and be like, I can make my life. Like I, mm-hmm. um, you know, I can do something. I, th- I think it's a, it's a form of like self-love too is in your, mm-hmm. your sacral, like allowing yourself to be creative, allowing yourself to flow. It's kind of, you've gotten to the point that you feel safe enough to then let yourself flow a little bit. You know, you've worked the route enough where your sacral feels free enough, let's say to, um, to exist and to have joy and to do things just for the sake of pleasure and fun. Um, so it's a, it's a really power, like, so when I read people, sometimes people have like power centers is the way that I see it. And like, kind of, I'm like, oh, if you could really get your 
throat chakra, your sacral, like under control. Like, so there are people that definitely work. I don't know if you found that Zena, but like, I've definitely seen like people work, like can work one center more than the others. Like they almost like exist in one of the centers more than the mm-hmm. other, not in a bad way, but it's like almost like they have like a mastery of some of those centers. Yeah. Um, the sacral is something I use a lot. So um, signs of imbalance, sacral. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought of the other word that I always think of with sacral is receiving, like your re- ability to receive and um, like accept. Um, but imbalances in the sacral, I oh, should be able to write a book about this at this point. Um, but like overly masculine, like operating like fully, um, you know, structure, strategy, pushing, forcing through, like gripping on everything, um, wanting control over everything. Like I think it's like um, the feminine in many ways. It's like, yes. all, like anytime. Yeah. Like just think about that time when you like want to be feminine and it's like, you can't, you can't trust you've been hurt mm-hmm. like that. Uh, the victimhood that, you know, I mm-hmm. think also like this kind of feeling of um, shit, I can't like, nothing's working for me. Like I can't make anything happen. Mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff is a little bit of mm-hmm. gets stored there. Yeah. Um, stuff. Yeah. I also see a lot, um, a lot with like people like dating clients I have or like people who want relationships and like something it's usually the sacral is off I find it's like the receiving and like you know tapping into like it's okay that I'm sexual or like I'm most of my like female clients like I'm allowed to have desire and want and there's so much tied up in that I see that um as an out of balance aspect as well and then to balance it um any things that you like to quote unquote prescribe dancing is always my prescription why is that like I just feel like it's like the kind of dancing where you put on a song and like dance in your kitchen just like allows you to tap in to like flow like I really see sacral as like just really flexible and like flowing water a lot Mm -hmm. so just like tapping into joy and freedom and even like your body, like how your body moves. I feel like sacral is very body oriented as well. Um, Yes. So dancing baths, like a salt bath, bubble bath. I always, I'm like, we need like spa days, massage, like letting yourself be pampered. And that doesn't even have to be like spending a lot of money on it, but just like I don't know. Pampering, luxury, I feel like is all, all tied up there. Yourself receiving. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had a moment. I think also a sign is like, if you're, I just know this as um, from experience, like if you have an overindulgence for like sweets, which is my problem, mm-hmm. um, it's usually because um, it's almost like it's the way you're nurturing yourself because there's probably like a malnourishment somewhere else. Um, you know, I'm not giving myself those baths. I'm not giving myself enough time. I'm not, mm-hmm. um, letting myself really be honest about what I desire. So any sort of like overindulgence, it's not cause you're an asshole and you know, anything like that. It's, it's mm-hmm. because, um, you know, you're seeking some sort of nourishment yeah. in, in another, like some sort of self-nourishment, you know? Mm-hmm. So I yes. always see that in myself. Um, I, I dance 
all the time. I used to dance under the moon in Miami because it was warm. I don't do that anymore here. It's damn cold. But dancing in the forest is super fun in our, our trail. And that's just one of the, I just, that's how I shift my energy the most, the fastest. Mm-hmm. So next up, we have the solar, which is in the mm-hmm. stomach. This is like self, self-esteem, self-worth, self-identity, uh, kind of like what you were talking about Um when you were moving from therapy, let's say to like healer, it's like, you know, your identity, a lot of times it's like, it's that solar plexus, like it's attached mm-hmm. to therapy and then, you know, moving over. Um, mm-hmm. Anything else you'd like to say about the solar? Um, just like inner power, knowing that you are capable of doing things like competency. Yeah. Capability. Like I can I do can. the thing that I want. Mm-hmm. Any um, imbal- like imbalances? Oh man. Um, well, this, it kind of just be like the opposite of like low self-worth feeling like I can't do anything right. I don't deserve to have what I want. Um, people like the people pleasing, um, trying to like make people around you comfortable, not letting yourself be seen is like a big one. Um, stomach issues is like also an imbalance, um, I I think there's a thing sorry go ahead ahead. there's a thing going around right now that um all hot girls have (laughs) stomach issues like that's a tiktok trend oh i haven't seen i'm like i'm like all right we need to work on the solar and like get everything in order (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny and it's like well that's fine because like we don't none of us feel good about ourselves or whatever as like hot uh, the hot girls um I also think like, since the stomach is related to the mind, um, mm-hmm. I, the, you know, that's that kind of second brain. I also mm-hmm. find that like the solar plexus is um, like to, to balance it. You can use um, like, you really want to get your mind in the right place. Like your mantras um, mm-hmm. you want to like be very um, what's the word? Like almost like cut out all the fat ways of thinking. So I think like there's so much like extra thought that we do. And there's like these old, um, you know, things that are on replay in our mind that like, we don't even want them there. But like, once you get like really um, almost like lean about the way you think, um, it actually then supports the the solar because the solar is like, I can, I believe, like, I know, I believe like all these kind of um, you know, like, yes, I can, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it really, your, your thoughts are, this is like where we start to see like the connection with the brain, I think a lot in the solar, um, and okay. yeah, yeah to shine. Mm-hmm. Because limiting beliefs, I feel like are lots of times wrapped up in the solar of, you know, anytime in childhood, someone telling you, you couldn't do something and that becomes a story and it's, you know, it kind of strips your power. So we also, when we're doing, you know, cord cutting or a lot of times they're coming out of the solar because it's our power is being drained or we're giving it away to something. Right. This is also where we start to see codependency. So it's this kind Mm -hmm. of feeling like I can't do it. So I need to, or you may have a lot of power and somebody has convinced you in some weird fucked up way that you need to give them their power. So Mm -hmm. we'll see cords go from like one person to another person or one person to like an institution or something like that. Um, And it's basically like you giving away the power or somebody taking like the power from you or whatever. So we see a lot of like codependent relationships here in the solar plexus. Um, Mm -hmm. 
like entanglements, all that kind of stuff. But um, the, and even just like working, like your abs is I think a good way of start, starting to balance mm-hmm. them. Like your thoughts for sure is, is a good way. Um, when it comes to like letting yourself shine, are there any ideas about that? Or is that more throat? I think they're super connected. Um, I just, unfortunately, I like, I always think about Instagram, I think because of business stuff, like that's always a thing I think about in such a tangible way. Um, But like letting yourself be seen on Instagram, for example, like let's say someone who has a business of like, yeah, putting your face on your story and like seeing can I tolerate it being up for a minute or like two minutes? I talk about that a lot with our um, soul teacher business mastermind ladies that like that is an act of putting yourself out there and letting people see you. Um, you I mean, tolerate Zena. Is that mm-hmm. you kind of feel like almost like we're so sensitive that we don't, um, go outside of our comfort zone and like toler- mm-hmm. tolerating is like almost like the the energy to help you move to the to another comfort zone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let me explain what I mean. So like our nervous system with things that aren't comfortable for either um, in reality or we've taught our body to fear certain things. So for example, like putting myself on Instagram is not actually going to kill me for example, where, but my body might have that response of like, you know, you feel that rush of energy coming up, um, up the body and like, you feel hot or like you feel really scared, um, learning to counteract that feeling. And that's what stops a lot of us. Cause it, that is the feeling of uncomfort. And like, this is so scary. I think I'm actually going to die if I talk on Instagram live or if I put, go on a podcast. Um, so learning to tolerate is almost like training your body and your nervous system that it's safe to do these things. So, okay, I can put a story up. I'll leave it up for 30 seconds and see if I can like do it or like, okay, then I'll, maybe I'll leave it up for three minutes. Um, it's kind of like training the body and the system that these things are safe to do because our mind has convinced our body that it's unsafe. Right. So it could be like, sense? Yeah, no, definitely. I love that explanation. So it could be almost like, um, let's say I grew up with like a narcissistic mother who told me like, who, who made me feel like don't ever outshine her. Um, mm-hmm. because, um, and you know, and kind of almost in an animalistic way too, like she, if she's the queen, like don't outshine her. Cause you're going to be eaten, you know, like you're mm-hmm. you know, like, so don't ever go outside of that. So, you know, maybe that's the message I got as a little girl. And then it's time for me to make some sales or whatever and get out on Instagram and, or whatever, maybe I just want to be famous. Let's say that's like a, a desire of, of mine. Right. Um, but as every time, even though like that desire is strong, I go and I put that, you know, video in front of me and somehow I can't do it because my body thinks that lion, the lioness is going to come and she's going to eat you, which is not really true. Right. Cause I'm a, you know, an adult woman don't live, don't live on that. Like, but my body may not know the difference. Yeah, exactly. It's also, um, like if we're talking evolutionarily, like, yeah, rejection from the tribe would mean death. We're dead probably. So that is, um, like a very real fear that we're like working with now as humans in 2021, that like, 
no, it's okay if I'm misunderstood or rejected. I can, like, I'm going to survive this, tolerate it, build resiliency to it and can move on. Definitely. Even like, you know, just even like systems that we've been caught up in, you know, even like the idea of like, um, you know, working corporate jobs for so many centuries or whatever, um, like working for other people. And maybe when you think about going off on your own, like you think it's so unsafe just because, you know, your body's gotten used to um, being, but it's really not that it's not as unsafe as we think it is. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been having this funny experience that like I've built up all this fear about around the cold. Like you should see the text messages I'm sending to my friends that live in like cold places. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, what do I need? Like if, I don't know, like if I was going to die in the cold or something, (laughs) because um, you know, I'm from Miami, my parents are Caribbean and it's like, I, and then I'm here, I'm like, okay, like Nikki, that is like not a real fear, you know, like you're going to be okay, but my body doesn't know that. So yeah. I've been hiking to learn to tolerate the mm. cold actually. Yeah. All right. So, example. Yeah. We're moving up from the solar to the heart, which is our mm-hmm. center chakra. It is number four. So there's three below it and there's three above it. And the heart mm-hmm. is our green one. And um, it's kind of what you would think it is, but I think it's also what you, just things that you wouldn't think. So what do you think, Zena? Um, I mean, I think here is our ability to give and receive love is in the heart. Um, self-love, loving like the things around us, um, believing, I don't know, I feel like believing in ourselves a lot in the heart and like, kind of courage like leo lion is like the heart and courage like i can um yeah like i i can move through this or like my heart my heart will lead me and i'll kind of find where i need to go Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. trust yes trust yeah so Um, one thing that i wasn't like expecting when i saw heart when i was looking at so many heart chakras is um like a heart chakra that kind of like over expands itself is like this over giving, like the giving tree mm-hmm. basically story yeah. or like this lack of boundaries or even um, this overly sensitive uh, kind of like, you know, the version of us that would maybe never push ourselves to learn to tolerate certain feelings. Like the mm-hmm. heart can get stuck in its like sensitivities, which is something I wasn't expecting until like I started to read a lot of people. I was like, Oh, interesting. Like our sensitivities show up here and um it could be like an imbalance of the heart like almost like using the heart from from a sensitivity place rather than like what true like what love truly is like a misunderstanding of mm-hmm. um, almost like if you don't if we it's kind of like our misunderstandings of love is some things that i was finding in there too like we don't really understand love sometimes and we use mm-hmm. this center for like an ego love or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then to balance the heart, what do you think? That, I feel like the heart is one for like external help is a little bit harder. Like with energy healings, I feel like I'm drawn to the heart so often. Um, I do think like cardio can be like actually like feeling your heart beating for you I often or like I'll have um Mm. clients like sit with their hands like on their heart and like listen to um I have this one song I play in my healings that is like really soft and pretty and then it just repeats like five times like oh I love you and I have clients like sit with their hand on their heart and hear that and that one like 
always sends them right into tears because it's like that receiving or like even telling yourself that you love yourself. Um, I feel like that can be really powerful for the heart. Um, I think like choosing yourself, like looking at your boundaries, like putting yourself first, you know, like the heart, um, you know, like kind of spreading out into like loving other people before loving yourself is just a misuse of, of the heart. Mm-hmm. So it really is about like loving yourself, really like bringing that love um, and then being able to like, you know, put it outwards or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I find like also greens, like eating greens yeah. um, is, is supportive of like the heart chakra too, but healings mm-hmm. are the best. I would agree for the heart. You could just do so much with it. It's just a hard spot for us to, I think, for people to tap into again like it's so sensitive and there's it's just hard to get into there through the mind yeah mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. throat chakra is next which is blue and um it's in the throat uh yes. what's about i feel like you um, and throat are friends zina me we are bffs now <laughs> yes <laughs> through um lots of healing me and my throat are good friends now um so the throat is expression um that can be like communication but also like how we express our feelings um speaking our truth like sharing our opinions or ideas um setting boundaries again it's like the talking um it's also like connected to the ears so I also I'm like being heard um again another place where like being seen and heard comes out in the throat um, what else? Am I, I think also, um, authenticity, like mm-hmm. when you seek to, or when you're with somebody and you're like, I know they're being nice, but I feel like they're not being like very, very true to themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're being more polite, um, than authentic. Um, mm-hmm. that's a throat, that's a, that's a throat chakra situation. So the idea I think often is like, if the throat is working well, like I'm in my truth, you know, like I'm a true mm-hmm. expression of self, um, yeah. whatever that, you know, whatever that may mean to you. Mm-hmm. I also find it's so like the throat is really how we communicate all of the chakras below. So mm-hmm. we're able to, um, show our power, show our love, show our, that we feel safe and secure, like show those things comes through the expression that's like through the voice mm-hmm. or through our tears or through, you know, screaming, whatever it is that all comes through the throat as well. Um, so what have you learned to balance the chakra, the throat? Um, oh man. So breath work I have found to be um, really helps me in a big way. And I use that with my clients now, um, like vocal release. So like I could not even get myself to make like a noise that could be deemed like weird or wild or, you know, whatever. Um, so like taking a nice deep breath and like you just let whatever comes out, come out. Um, you could do it into a pillow, like yelling into a pillow, Your just car, like, you know, yes. Oh my gosh. Belting music in the car is my go-to like go for a drive. I think the car creates like a safe environment yeah. that you're like, no one can see me really. No one can hear me. Yeah. Um, 
I'm like my best self when I'm in the car, truly. I'm like the most authentic person I ever am is when I'm singing in the car. Well, that is the throat chakra. You're a full expression of the throat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the throat. Yeah. And it's just kind of like the way we show up. It's the way we like appear. It's it's a beautiful and it's, you know, it's, it's definitely like a center that we all want to get cleared up. Like we all want to be like that. Um, third eye, which Mm -hmm. is between your two eyes is purple. And this is like our psychic center. What do you see it as? Um, so I also see the third eye again, this might just be from my prior training, but like our thoughts because it's on kind of on our brain. Um, so a lot of times when I'm doing healings, I'll see just like these repeating patterns or like repeating stories that are kind of on a loop there. Um, I also with the third eye, like your path forward, like being able to see that like there's something ahead. So if it's blocked, I often see people like they can't see anything in front of them. Like there's also almost like no future focus or like an overbalance is you're so future focused, you're not in present. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I also see like um, if you guys follow like law of attraction work, it's like the vortex. Like when I go into the third eye, I can see what people are, you know, trying to manifest, like what they're trying to bring forward, like whatever those like dreams are. Um, But again, like are the thoughts supporting it? Um, Is the, you know, are they able to see it? Um, Are they allowing themselves to be, uh, you know, I find the third eye to be very um, associated with like imagination too. Like, is this person Mm -hmm. allowing themselves, like, are they finding a balance between their logic and their imagination? Um, Mm -hmm. You know, are they allowing that to flow, like not only using one part of the brain, but using also like that imagination part as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that comes through a lot during healings that I've told uh, many clients is like, it's safe to dream comes up in the third eye Mm -hmm. because a lot of people were like told like, there's nothing else possible for you. Like, this is what you're in. Like speaking of transitions and getting the courage. Or it's so silly to like, you know, to Mm-hmm. have an imagination to like visualize, yeah. visualize to see anything else mm-hmm. other than mm-hmm. just so sad. It's kind of like a, a misuse of the mind because the mind can do a lot more than just be logical. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so balancing, I'd say, I mean, meditation is great. Um, allowing yourself to imagine, like let yourself go down a rabbit hole every now and then maybe even, um, and I'm thinking like movies for some reason, like maybe like finding yourself in a story or yeah, mm-hmm. like letting that part come to life. I'm sure this is like probably where psychedelics come into play too. Yeah. No, exactly. Then, but that's probably working the third eye. Um, I mean, and we work the third eye a lot in the soul programs. It's really just to kind of let yourself bring back that imagination that you probably always had as a child and it's been turned off mm-hmm. and like to let yourself tell stories and see things and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we have the crown chakra, which is our last chakra. It's all the way at the top. It's white and it's like right above your head. And um, this is kind of like the download center. It's a spiritual chakra. It's um, I find it as like, I call it like the ET phone home um, <laughs> chakra because sometimes I'll read people's like centers who are, you know, working on like downloading messages and stuff like that. I'm like, oh my God, like they have a straight connection to like you know, if you read like a star seat or you read somebody who's like very connected to like another planet or something, I'm, I'm like, oh, I can see like, like they're, you know, they're like pulling things from these other like realms. Um, so it's like a phone. I sometimes see it as like a phone 
like a, a way to call home, a way to, to remember your soul, your spirit, to like call back to um, like what you really are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Connection to spirit guides, divine possibility that there's something greater. My crown um, was very shut down. I was always like, I'm an agnostic, probably I'm an atheist because I grew up as um, in a very Catholic dominated area. Like I always call it the Bible belt of the North. Um, And I, my family was not Catholic or religious at all. And there's a lot of pressure around me to like be like, you should believe what we believe. Why don't you believe this? Even like my friends when I was young were like, hello, like, what are you doing? And I would have to go to church with their families and I hated it. And so I just like cut it. I really cut it off for like most of the time. And was like, no, there's nothing else. Like we're just on earth. So that could be wounding in the crown also. It's like religious yeah. trauma and stuff. A lot of religious trauma I see also. And um, mm-hmm. I think there's also patriarchy trauma in the, oh, yeah. in the crown too. Like kind of this, um, because if the woman is more naturally more connected, like if the feminine is just a little bit more naturally collected, it's almost like the patriarchy doesn't have like too much space they can tolerate religion, but religion is different than connection to um, your spirit. So there's a lot of like, this is, you're crazy. This is so silly. Like you're, you know, you're, you're psychotic or whatever, if you're having Mm -hmm. connections. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then, yeah, meditation, I would say, and um, even just kind of it's presence to me. It's like, that is the chakra of all is one. It's unity. So it's a little bit of a harder chakra for sure to balance, but it can be, you know, sought out for sure. Mm-hmm. I yeah. also think um, a misconception or a lot of us who start the work is like, all we want to do is open the crown and we might be scared to be grounded because we want to like be in the spirit oh, realm. Yeah. Um, Speaking from always... LA or yourself, it's yes. like, <laughs> you're in California, you know, what we're talking about. I go to yeah. California and I'm like, am I floating? Are my feet on the ground? Like, or am I floating? I'm not sure. Like it's, that's Mm -hmm. that, that's that energy. Yeah. So all of our people who are in the soul programs and listening, like you can be very firmly grounded and of the earth and also be very divinely connected. They're not like mutually exclusive. They like the more grounded for me, the more in my body and grounded I am, the more connected I am spiritually a thousand percent. A hundred percent. Um, and the thing is, we always have to honor that, um, the only, like the way that we chose to have a spiritual experience, um, in this incarnation is through the vehicle of the body of the human experience of being on earth. So like, who are we to tell, to be like, Oh, my soul is so dumb for like, no, your soul decided to, to come here to be in full body form, to have that experience. So it is like one and the same, um, you know, how you relate to your boss or what you're eating or, um, you know, what you did with your child that day. Like those are all like spiritual experiences. Mm -hmm. I just talked about that actually the other day, someone asked me on Instagram, like, how can I find a balance between work life and spiritual life? And my answer was like, they're not separate. Like, how can you show up in work as a spiritual person? How, how can you yeah, write your emails while being being present, being calm, being centered. Um, this everything we do is really part of the spiritual experience. If we want to go super meta, yeah, no, it it totally is. And like, 
Um, and sometimes as much as we want to like change everything and, and be like, no, I, I want to get out of this part of my life. Many times, like the experiences right now, it's in the email, it's in that, it's in that uncomfortable stuff, um, yeah. to, to kind of transcend that, that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why we, that's why, um, I've been studying the law of one. And one of the things that in the law of one, they say is, um, so it's like an entity that's being channeled or whatever. And the entity is saying that many higher dimensional beings choose to come to earth and like not have children because like they're more woke. And I'm like, that is such bullshit. Do you know how much like spiritual, (laughs) I'm like, I believe in everything else that the law of one says, but I do not agree with that. I'm like, as a mother of three kids, like it's such a spiritual experience to like be sane and, and, you know, raise kids and uh, all that kind of stuff. So it's not the only way, but it is still valid. So I was like, I don't know if I believe you raw in that one. (laughs) We'll just forget about that. that Guys. Yeah. Everything else I'm with you raw. I don't know about that. Um, (laughs) Well, Zena, thanks for being with me. Thanks for taking us on a journey of, um, you know, healing and like the journey of the chakras and all that kind of stuff. There's mm-hmm. endless conversation around that. So I appreciate you. Thank you. We, now that my throat's open, we could be here all day. <laughs> you have put me off. Like I feel like six, for six months or so, like, I can't believe we're finally recording this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, Zena, you'll see Zena all over the soul programs. I'm sure you've met her mm-hmm. before. She's in, uh, very active in Soul Teacher and also um, in our business program. And she's like the healer for all the things, um, along with Rachel in Soul Expansion. So check her out. Enjoy her. We love her very much. She's also in Austin and has an in person um, space. So if you ever want to see her and have a session with her one on one. Austin, and you're in, you're you're vacationing or something. Go visit Zena. Yeah. Thank you, Zena. Okay. Love you much. Thank you. Love you. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys so much. If you love what you're hearing, would you mind leaving a review or sharing with a friend? That little review does so much. It's so damn helpful. You don't even know. So thank you for that. And if you're ready to unlock your spiritual gifts, enroll in my three-level program, Soul Academy, or join my free community, Soul Collective. I'd love to have you there. The links to join are below in this episode. Until next time, love you much.